Episode two. Um, Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it always takes us a little bit until we get into the groove. So thank goodness for editing because it takes us a little bit to kind of realize, oh, yeah, this is what we're doing and then just kind of go with the flow and everything. Um, okay. Been a long, <laughs> not a long super time, like not a super long time, but definitely a longer span than what I wanted to have before putting out episode number two. We've done a couple of things and a couple of really cool things. Um, we actually got some good like equipment. Like we're talking into some pretty good mics right now and stuff. We have a table, we have a computer and stuff. We're not recording in a basement. We're not recording in a basement (laughs) right now, but what we are recording in is, the add-on in my parents' house. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, like, I guess let's celebrate the little bit tiny upgrades in life and stuff, but, you know, whatever. Like, we'll we'll take it. We'll take it, you know? Like, everything is still kind of up in the air, you know? Like, all that I've been trying to do is just be like, hey, let's hit the crown running. Let's go do something or whatever. Like, I have this idea, this thought, this thing called the Everything Project out there in the ether, and I'm trying to formulate it into how it is in my head but i'm trying to put what's in my head out into a picture to the world that i want them to see and it's just kind of hard you know but i mean we talked about it you know something that this world needs back in their life is positivity right right positive things we want to push forward positive peer pressure we want to push forward happiness we want to push forward good motivational things that get people up in the going and get people up in the day and they're just like you know what i'm gonna do this i'm gonna have a great life and i am going to face my demons and i'm going to live the absolute best life that i can and i think that the world needs that and stuff so as time goes on things are gonna get better but we're just starting out so things are gonna kind (laughs) of things are gonna kind of suck for a bit as we kind of figure it out but there is this idea of what we want to do and so we'll figure it out as we go but i had a question that i wanted to ask because i was thinking about this earlier i was thinking about this earlier in in the week and i wanted to ask you something aaron yes (laughs) (laughs) uh (laughs) do you you have a go-to motivational song like if you're just like man dude you know what like I need some motivation right now. Some caffeine in the form of music. <laughs> so what do you what do you listen to? What's what, what's like your go-to get pumped up song? I don't have an answer to this, so make your answer kind of long so I can think of mine. 
Okay. Well, I have a little story. Um, oh, when boy. when I was going to college, and with at BYU Idaho or this was Hawaii in Hawaii yeah BYU Hawaii okay and I was walking around campus and I had agreed to do a talent show with my roommate and he was gonna do his thing I was gonna do mine I was gonna play the piano we were gonna have a good time but I was thinking about what I wanted to do for this talent show and I was thinking about songs I could play and I was walking around campus and I saw this, I'm not sure how the topic came up, but I saw this one girl and we started talking about what songs, you know, really motivate us, mm-hmm. you know, really give us some positivity. And because okay. I was trying to get good song ideas and I was talking to her and she said Glorious by Macklemore. Macklemore. And, yeah. And nice. since then, um, I haven't, it doesn't always like, remind myself like I don't always remind myself oh yeah I need some positivity today Macklemore glorious sure um but but there have been moments when I have listened to that song when I'm like yeah I feel good after after listening to it um and since then yeah since then it's it's been kind of a go-to song that I've that I've thought about it I didn't actually end up playing that song for the um, (laughs) for the talent show but I'm glad I talked to her about it I'm glad I you know she introduced me to the song uh, and it's it's a song that I've really enjoyed now. Man, so. dude, that was impressive. So like, Aaron and I will sit down before uh, starting to record an episode, and we'll just be like, "Yeah, man." So this is what we want to go through, and we'll kind of go through talking points of what we want to say. That was something that I never told him about, and so like him kind of coming up from the spot, like, "Hey, I guess we're getting better." <laughs> like, I don't think- yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I like that. The whole point of this show is to be real and to be authentic with people. Like, what you're going to get, like, this is us, you know? Like, we're just going to, we're just talking. We're just chilling. We're nothing, we're nothing big or whatever. Like, I didn't go to school for anything psychology-wise or whatever. Like, we're just kind of out here just wanting to talk about our lives and everything. And maybe if that touches anyone in a way or, like, whatever, then, like, that's great and stuff. And, and like, <laughs> man... Do I, I don't. Yeah. What about you? What about, <laughs> Do you have a song? That, uh, I don't. So. Uh, do you know the song "Bring Him Home" from Les Misérables? Wow. Mm-hmm. Like I have my like I have my songs that it's just like if I'm gonna go work out. That's probably not going to be the playlist. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to that one uh, while, you know, working out or anything like that. But it's just like, if I'm having a crappy day or whatever, and I'm just like, man, dude, like, I just, I really don't want to, because discouragement can be exhausting, right? Be like, like, have you like I don't know have you ever felt when you're like discouraged and like you're just disappointed in the world or whatever like you're just like you're in your like man dude if the world would have blown up in 2012 I would be totally fine with that like you know like have you ever been in that mode sure where you're like kind of just like you're ticked off and everything but yet after being ticked off and laying down in the bed just like moping and being all sad you remember oh fruit 
Fruit is what I say. That's my <laughs> replacement word. <laughs> um, you're just like, oh, man, I have homework to do or whatever. Like, and then it's just like that just makes everything a billion times worse, right? Because you don't want to do freaking homework, fruit and homework. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You want to do it. You want to just keep moping in your bed because you want to know, you know what? It's, it's just been a long, hard day. And the world just kind of sucks for a bit. Yeah. And, like, things are hard. Like, I remember I had this conversation with this. Um, when I was at BYU-Idaho, I was uh, a home teacher back when home teaching was still before it got switched over to ministering. Um, which, it got switched over to ministering. Critic. This was, like, probably, like, my first semester or something. Um, she, her, she had my number and stuff. I gave it to her in case she needed anything and... Um, she was just texting me one day about how she was just having such a hard, terrible day and everything. And I was just kind of like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. And she laid out her whole day to me. And she was just like, X, Y, Z happened. And this is why my day was just just sucked and everything. And I was just like, oh, man, not going to lie. That does sound like a hard day. Like, I <laughs> wouldn't be happy with that day either. And, you know, I just remember telling her, like, you know what, like, if you're, like, super sad and you just want to, like, lay down in bed and you don't want to do anything and you just want to be sad for a bit and you want to maybe cry a little bit, like, that's okay. You know, sometimes yeah. that's necessary. That day happens or whatever. But you know what ruins all of that is when there's other things that have to be done. <laughs> Darn homework. <laughs> like, when, when I want to be sad, like, just let me be sad, like... Don't invite me anywhere. Don't ask me to do anything. Like, just let me lay in my bed and let me hate the world for a little bit, okay? Because I don't want to be. Let me turn on NF super loud in the bedroom <laughs> or whatever and just let me just hate stuff for a little bit, you know? Um. So anyways, <laughs> to bring it all back, that's how I listen. That's why uh, Bring Him Home is just a good one for me because... That's the song I listen to when I'm in that I hate everything phase, but yet I mm. still have like homework to do or I have to get something done and I can't, I don't have the time to be sad or whatever. I need some motivation to get up and get moving, get going and to do something. So I turn on Bring Him Home, song by uh, Josh Grob Groban, is that how you say? I know. I think Josh Groban sings it. Josh there's Groban. A lot of people yeah, there's a lot of people it, but... that sings it, but Josh Groban is who. Yeah, yeah. Josh Groban is who I listen to uh, singing that song most of the time. So, "Bring Him Home" is a pretty. It's a pretty good inspiring. one. Inspiring. It's a great, great song. Yeah, man. And so, like, yeah. So there's a long answer to a short question for you, <laughs> but it's it's one that I really. It's one that I really enjoy and stuff. I think it's, I don't know, it's just a good one. It's, it's awesome. just a good one. All right. So here on the Everything Project, we are focused. I said focused, I think, in the last episode 2,700 times. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's not forget it. We are here. We are focused. And one of the things that we are focused on is things of positive nature, things that are praiseworthy. I read that uh, the article of faith um, from Joseph Smith that talks about everything good, lovely, good report, praiseworthy. We talk about it or whatever. So 
I want to talk about something that I saw this week that I just thought was amazing. Um, unfortunately, what I saw <laughs> was on social media <laughs> and stuff. And I'm trying, like, there are good things on there. There are guys, good but... things on there <laughs> and everything. And I say, unfortunately, like, tongue in cheek, like, it's not unfortunate to go through your Instagram feeds or whatever. Like, that's not a bad thing or whatever. It's just bad if it becomes toxic and it overtakes your life or whatever. But, um, I was list. I was watching some reels on Instagram, like I do, because I'm addicted, um, <laughs> and I'm trying hard to overcome it. But something that I saw that I just thought was awesome was this guy. He uh, he's he's just on. He doesn't say anything. He's just on camera, and his face is just on there, and he's just like smiling. Um, but it's captioned of something like. In honor of Suicide Prevention Month, which I guess is is September, I don't know. You want to look that up real quick, so yeah. I don't look like it. <laughs> so, but um, either way, he said it was something about suicide prevention, um, and so he said, in honor of Suicide Prevention Month, let's honor someone who didn't give up or whatever. And then, of course, there's music in the background, and just like how all these reels go on the downbeat. Uh, the screen goes black and when the screen goes black you see your reflection in the uh you see your reflection in the phone the phone screen so like that like that to me was so awesome about it like hey let's just honor someone who didn't give up and you want to know who that person is that person's you because you know what you're pretty cool and we're all pretty happy that you're here and stuff like i think that that's really awesome what would you what'd you find Oh, uh, last week was Suicide Prevention Month, or Prevention Week. Prevention so Week. So September 10th through the 16th was Suicide Prevention Week. Okay, so, yeah. So it was last last week, and I mean, I guess that makes sense, because here we are on Sunday and stuff, so I guess it was last week, or whatever. So, I just like, you know, I just wanted to bring that up. I thought that that was super... I thought that was like really cool and everything, and that and that, like that goes to show you that's the positive side of social media, you know. And I'm right there with you guys. I'm, <laughs> I click on what I think is interesting, and a lot of what I think is interesting is is the negative side of social <laughs> media, the gossip, the tea, you know, yeah, like yeah. what people like, you know, what people think about random stuff or whatever, like. That's what I get interested in, but I'm trying hard to shift my scope because, like I said, here at the Everything Project, we are focused on positivity. All of this negative stuff is done. It's done. Get it out of our lives. Get it out of the world. Let's start fighting back with positive things. I think about something all the time of where, like, I talk to people all the time of how they say stuff like, man, how are we going to fight back? This world is going to crap which i mean <laughs> it is have we, have we have we taken a look at it and stuff and like um and we, and then so it's just like how are we going to fight back against it well i think that this is the best way right christ always said don't lead with just words lead by your example lead by your goodness or whatever show the world that good things are still possible that good people still live out there or whatever so that's our goal here is we're gonna we're starting to fight back against the negative against the bad against the hard times 
with positivity and with goodness. All right, that's what we are highlighting. That's what we're going to do because that's how we fight back. Um, we don't <laughs> we don't fight back to hurt others. We fight back to bring others higher, mm-hmm. to make others happy, and to be that example to everyone and stuff. <sighs> what about you, Aaron? I talked to you a little bit before the show, and we were kind of thinking about it. Is there anything on your mind of something great that you saw that was praiseworthy of good report, as Joseph Smith says in the article of faith? Well, I mean, there's all sorts of cool cool things online. Um, and it don't even have to be online. It can be at work. That's true. <laughs> if um, you find anything at work. I'm not telling you you have to <laughs> say things from work. Um, I, I guess I can share one. Um, my, my boss, she is, she's the, she's a good boss. She's a great boss. I enjoy working with her, but she can, she's very encouraging that I find someone to date. She's, (laughs) she, you know, she's very interested. She's very invested. In Great! <laughs> yeah. Good for her! I know, right? I think you should find someone today. I want to find someone today. Anyways, right, right. Hey, we're not going to talk about that. Whatever. <laughs> Just keep talking. Just keep talking. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, she, she's been always kind of asked me, you know, what's going on, you know, like, like, you know, where are you at kind of a thing. Well, she, uh, Man, I hope these people aren't listening because this would be so awkward. <laughs> but <laughs> she, there, there's a girl where I work at that I have noticed. <laughs> and okay, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Keep going, keep, keep going, keep going. Well, she, uh, she was talking. Well, I, we were talking about her, and she decided she was gonna go t- find this girl. So she found the girl. If this girl works. Yes. With you? Yeah. She's a co-worker? She, she doesn't work in the department that I work in, uh-huh. but she does work in the store. Okay. So she went and talked to her, and she set up a dinner date. Like, that we were we were. Wait, you talk. have a dinner date with someone? Well, no. It was, like, for that night. Oh. And at first I was like, what the heck? Where does this come from? I'm supposed to just be ready just at a moment's notice? Like, Wait, this happened without your... <laughs> Like without your stamp of approval, on, like yeah, she just I, went up and talked. Good for this lady. <laughs> I'm yeah. all about it. I'm all about it. Keep going. Well, so she set this up that we would take our breaks at the same time and we would we would talk. And at this time, it was like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pull this off. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to talk to her. Like, am I gonna run out of things to say? Like, it was kind of scary. I was really nervous about it. And the time came. She came over. We know I, I bought her some dinner and, and we just talked. We just had a good time and and sure, um, and I learned that I am capable of doing things that maybe at first I don't think I can do. Dude, it kind right of on. yeah. It 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 kind of helped me see that you know like I have this box of things that I think I can do, mm-hmm. things I'm comfortable with. Sure. And it's like that whole thing, like, you you know, there's no growth in the comfort zone. Sure. Um, as as it 
pains me to say that is a true statement. Dude, and... it's it's a true <laughs> statement for a lot of guys out there I right know, now. Dude. It, dating is it's scary. It's... Yeah, yeah. It 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 can be uh I mean it's a journey and it's meant to be that way. It's not sure. it's it's supposed to be difficult, but um but yeah, it it I guess the positive thing that that came from that was just I learned that I can do something that maybe before and it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. That's another positive thing to to learn from it is it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be and it pushed me to to do something maybe I didn't think I could do before. So Dude, that's wow, man. I really like yeah. that. There was a, there's a lesson in there. Now, I don't know if you'd ever share that in Sunday <laughs> school or anything, but yeah. there's there's a lesson in that. That no, dude, that that's awesome. Yeah. Was it fun? Did you like her? Yeah, yeah, it was a great. Would you date. go for another dinner with her? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Okay. I enjoyed the girl. We if got, you're we got listening, numbers, so. if you're listening, <laughs> you know who you are. We don't give out <laughs> names here. We don't give out word places. But if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what. Uh, man, it'd be awkward. But awkward. No. <laughs> Oh, dude, I I feel like I'm I feel like I'm getting so much awkward the older I get. I I like dude like my first couple of months in college, man. I was I was doing good, dude. I I could get I I could go on dates. I could have fun and everything. And I just think that you know the older I get, the more awkward I get. Or maybe it's just more the more older I get, the more introverted I am. Cause I just don't care to be an extrovert. The older I get, ha. Ah. Probably more of the latter. I don't know. I haven't explored <laughs> it that much yet. So we'll we'll just we'll just move on. But dude, that like that's that's really cool, man. You know, I'm really glad that you had that experience. You know, and if there is a dinner too, do yeah. I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Go you. Okay. Oh, jeez, man, the Sam's cola you gave me is really carbonated <laughs> but that's just the way how sam's is i guess it's just cool. knockoff brand coca-cola man <laughs> but but hey it's good it's tasty i like it all right dude so our first episode of the everything project messy whatever but you know i was glad that we got it out there you know right like, like, like that's a good thing um it's been like three weeks since that episode <laughs> and how we how we feeling how we feeling do we think that this is important still yeah I, I mean from the very start it it's it's always been important to be positive but I think that momentum that's the, I think that's a big thing just keeping that momentum 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 of positivity is is important yeah you see that's the thing is that like uh, stupid thing fell over <laughs> um hopefully that doesn't get picked up in these mics we have good mics did i mention that i think i mentioned that already <laughs> but <laughs> really nice mics now and we're so excited about it um geez what were we just talking about how are we feeling oh yeah the... i don't know dude like i'm feeling good you know i think that it's something that is important and the thing is like that's that's the thing dude is that in the everything project the everything project is is broad and it's vague 
You know, it's everything that I'm trying that we are trying to encompass here. It's not something that's supposed to be super specific to anything. It, it's supposed yeah. to affect everything. Like I want to affect like we want to affect all aspects of stuff. Um one second. I feel like I feel like what we're doing is a good thing. Because I feel like uh like I was talking about just a little bit ago, I feel like we live in a world now where negativity is winning. Uh, I feel like I feel like people are becoming more negative. I feel like we're living in a kind of depressed world right now. I think everyone's having a competition with themselves of who can be the most depressed, who can be the most sad or whatever. And I think that everyone's playing this game right now of who has the hardest life. And I think that it's becoming toxic and it's hurting us. And so I think that the way how we fight back is we fight back with that positive peer pressure that we were talking about and we stay focused on that. And like I said, the Everything Project is kept alive by people who follow the project and people who want to be involved in the project. It's not just going to be you. It's not just going to be me. It's going to be if people actually want to get involved. Something that I want to talk about and how I want to lead into it is while we were discussing right before we decided to hit the record button uh you were talking about an experience that you had at work it's just kind of a fun experience i want you to talk about it but in this show what we want to talk about our focus for this show is overcoming mental slavery we've all been there right it's kind of a hard thing to overcome mental slavery thoughts the thoughts that we have they are a good slave but a terrible master we can't let them control our lives we can't fall victim to our own minds you know we can't live in our own heads we can't become trapped don't become trapped with this idea of victimhood that everything in your life is just oppressing you and you are a victim to it uh but have this like overcome that mental slavery don't just live in your head 24 7 Realize the goodness that you have and then express it outwardly. Don't just keep it in your mind. Don't just be trapped in your mind. You know? So Aaron had an awesome experience. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so we were talking about um, the mental slavery thing and how um, a lot of people get stuck in the mud, the mud of life. Um, and... Um, what what that reminded me of is um for work i work in in the the uh, a deli of a local grocery store and um we have these fryers that's what i do um i i'll, I'll cook the fried chicken uh, i do other, a couple other things uh in the in the deli but um with this uh fried chicken at the end of the night there's a bunch of stuff at the bottom of the fryer like things that float around little pieces of of breading that come off the chicken or different things like that and um, at the end of the night we have to filter the oil so that it's clean for the next day and so um, all that debris is gone and it catches it in this little like tray um, at the bottom of the fryer Mm. Um, and we have to clean that every night and um, it's uh, for a lot of people it's 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 gross it there's it's like thick and it's like mushy it's just it's it's a hard thing to clean sounds nasty i mean it's not the most the greatest thing in the world sure yeah 
Um, but something that I've learned to do is to enjoy something about that. Because for a lot of people, it's it's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've learned that if what I like about it is after it's all done, when I spray it off, and you get that nice silver sheen on the bottom of it, um, and you can put the filter paper back on, um, I like being able to see it go from like this dirty, gross, nasty thing to this clean, sleek, smooth-looking with clean paper. I like that process. I like being able to see it go from dirty to clean. Um, and because I've learned that I like that part of it, it's made that task that I have to do at work much easier to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I, I've learned to look forward to rather than something that oh man, now I have to clean the fryer again, or I have to do this again. Um, and I think that's that's a step in the right direction in overcoming this mental slavery is, is being able to reframe something that has maybe some stereotypes or reframe something that has a, uh, like has this reputation mm-hmm. and reframe it to, to be something you know, fun, enjoyable, yeah. or beautiful, you know. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah, I'm all about that. So the mental slavery, obviously, it, it it encompasses so much more than just, you know, a dirty pan at work, right? right like, right. like, you know, a lot of, when like mental slavery, that would do like depression, anxiety, yeah. like really serious like subjects or whatever that you just fall trapped to and you just feel so trapped in your own mind or whatever. You know, that you know, it's bigger than just, you know, a dirty pen at work. But I loved it because what you were doing is that you were taking something that no one really else really cared for. And you were just like, you know, I don't I don't really care for it myself, you know, that much. Like, at least the process, I don't care to really scrape up all of this <laughs> yeah. gunky grease and all this nastiness and everything. But I love the cleanliness that comes after it and i kind of feel the same way with cars you know you think i like a water pump job or whatever that is like a like on an audi or whatever that is like (laughs) extremely hard to get to and everything like you think i don't really care for it but getting it done and everything knowing that it's going to go back to a person the customer and they're going to be grateful for the work that i've done and they're going to be happy about it and stuff that you know that that brings me that that brings me happiness and stuff and like how does that tie all back into mental slavery well mental slavery is a very complicated thing you know it's kind of hard to grasp this idea of someone trapped in their mind for you know they're just they're just trapped and they're trying to express mm-hmm. themselves outwardly but they might not know how to do it they're trapped because maybe they have depression or anxiety and they don't know how to express that they have it they just do and so they're just kind of caught in their own head with this idea of life just sucks Mm -hmm. and stuff and I need to get out of it and like I feel like even though that's so much deeper than just a dirty pen at work or a broken car that needs to be fixed I feel like that can almost resonate to the first step that needs to be taken Mm mm-hmm to start you to start you have to start changing your own mindset about things you know right. like you there's therapy go to a therapist go 
take the medication that needs to be taken. Go do all of this stuff and get better, you know? Right. But you, as the individual, if you're trapped in mental slavery, and we all are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I am constantly, like, I tell people all the time, like, man, I'm so trapped in my thoughts all the time. Something that I'm trying to apply is to take these things, these these feelings of hard times, depression and anxiety, process them, and then realize that if something if something's going to change, if something's going to happen, it's going to be me that does it. You right. know, mm-hmm. like you at work. Simple example: there's a dirty pan; it needs to be cleaned. But you got it in your mind that if that pan needs to be cleaned, I need to be the one to do it. And then I get to enjoy a clean pan (laughs) after it's all done. And there there is a sense of happiness that comes along with that. And I feel like that resonates with the first step. Mm -hmm. When you're trapped in your own mind and you need to get out of your own head for a little bit and you need to be just like, take a step back, you need to realize that, okay, this is up to me. I need to take some deep breaths here. I need to apply maybe some of the breathing techniques, the practices that my therapist has taught me. And I need to I need to take ownership of these feelings that I have and I need to get out. There's a there's a lady who um she's a therapist and she has a podcast um and one of the lessons that she teaches, I'm blanking on this was something that I just kind of heard in passing or whatever. So I'm kind of blanking on things, but I, I just remember what, uh, what I heard her whole lesson is that she taught like, uh, when you have emotions of like temptation, anxiety, depression, or things like that, don't try to willpower your way out of it. So like if you're trapped in your own head or whatever, don't try to be just like, I'm better than this. I'm better than being trapped in my head. I'm better than this depression. I'm better than this anxiety. Don't try to willpower your way out of it because willpower is finite. You only have so much of it. But the way how she said it was, instead, welcome those emotions into your life. Like if you're sitting on a couch or whatever, this big, giant, disgusting thing or whatever called depression, anxiety, temptation, whatever, comes in and you have it sit down next to you on the couch. You acknowledge that it's there, but you just realize, you know what? You're not going to run my life, though. I acknowledge that you're here. I acknowledge that you're sitting next to me on this couch, but you're not going to run my life. I'm going to do it. And then the amount of times that you can allow that type of practice to happen. Now, this is her words, not mine, but that's what counts. It doesn't count how long you went without depression, how long you went without anxiety or anything. What counts is those moments, those moments that you let in those feelings, but didn't give in to them. You let it sit next to you on the couch. You process them. You felt them. And then you just let your life go on without them. You left them on the couch. And then you got up and you went and you walked around or whatever, you know? So like yeah. that's, that was like her words. And I thought like, man, that is so, that is so great. You know, that's such a good way to look at things. And so like, that's something that I've been trying to do in my life, you know, take it. Cause I'm in my head, like I said, all the time, you know, and it, right. it gets really hard and, and it, it can be scary too. It can be something super, super fearful. 
that we get really scared of. And like something that Will Smith said one time. <laughs> no, this was not at an award show and he was yelling it at Chris Rock. <laughs> but something that he said one time is he was talking about uh he was talking about skydiving and he said that when you're on the plane you can freak yourself out, but when you jump off the plane you find out that it's bliss. You're just you're you're falling, but you don't know you're falling. It, you don't really know anything better. You, you're just kind of like, this feels awesome and stuff. <laughs> and, man, I really got to kick the habit of getting, of saying and stuff. Sorry, totally random shower thought. But, like, I, I just noticed <laughs> that I said that. And the guys at work make fun of me over it all the time. I got to kick the habit. But, anyways, um, yeah, so jumping out of a plane, it's blissful. And he talks about God put everything on the opposite side of fear. Have you ever experienced that? Oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen it both. Where like there's something good, but I was afraid and I didn't do it and I, f- I regretted it. And mm-hmm. I've also had the other like side of it where it's like I was afraid. I pushed past it. I I I did what I needed to do, and uh, and I was able to experience the reward of of overcoming that fear. Right. So, like, (laughs) here's kind of something funny about me. I don't know if you know that. Actually, you do know this because when we were younger, we went to Lagoon together. Yeah. When I was young, I hated roller coasters. I'm not going to say that I'm a huge fan of them now. (laughs) It's just because I don't care to be in a... I don't care to be in something that's hurling me, like, 70 miles per hour on its track. I don't think I'm built for that, you know? (laughs) And so, like... Um, and so I'm not going to say that I care for them now, but when I was young, I was terrified of roller coasters, not going to get me on one, hated it. And then I remember I went to a trip to Universal Studios with my family and there was a ride there called the mummy. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And so I went out there, I, uh, rode this ride, set up my day to go and ride all the rest of them. (laughs) And you know what? It didn't really change anything. I still didn't care to get on roller coasters after all of that. But for that day, for that time, I had overcome that fear. And like, this is just a little small thing or whatever, but I felt so super good about it, you know? And like, like that was, that was just kind of cool. That was just like a little tiny victory and everything. And, And then the thing is like, it was a small thing. It wasn't anything life changing. And it happened to me when I was young, but what it did is that it set me up with the mindset for the rest of my life of, oh, I can do some things that I'm terrified of. You know, if I'm terrified of it, I have been in situations where I can overcome these things and stuff. So, you know, and I've also realized that there's there's two types of fear in our lives, right? There's a fear of, and and like, I, oh man, I'm blinking on this, the, the name of the, motivational speaker darn it he's so good though um if i can remember him i'll bring him up again but um he talked about how there's two types of fears in this world one of those types of fears is um what if nothing works out and then the other type of fear is what if it all works out and i can't handle it you know um and I don't know if I brought this up, but in the later part of the analogy of jumping out of a plane and skydiving with Will Smith, um, 
Well, not with Will Smith, but Will Smith said it. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Hashtag, but, uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> but uh, he Will Smith added that God put everything blissful and wonderful and exciting on the other side of fear. And you know, I want to you know just kind of add to that, like. Yes, it is true. Like, how many times have you been at a job interview where you're just like, man, dude, if I get this job, I get money. That's fantastic. And then you realize, oh, but now they expect me to work. And they expect, (laughs) (laughs) now they actually want, like, now I have to actually do the job, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, for me, like, it was just like, I got, I've had two jobs now as a technician. Um, and it's just like, oh man, I got the job. Like, that's great. And I'm comfortable with cars, but it's just like, now I have to do it. Like, oh man, like that, that's kind of freaky. You know, (laughs) like what if I do it wrong? And like the customer that I have, like they send their car in because it has an overheating issue and then they give it to me to look at and the, you know, as the customer should, you expect it to be fixed and like the customer should expect it to be fixed. Like that's what he's paying for Mm -hmm. and you don't fix it. The customer gets it again and you don't fix it and you get a comeback or whatever to where it, you know, it comes back and you got to redo it and everything that takes money away from the company. That just, that just brings in time that we don't have to work on things. Like we need to be moving constantly and getting on other cars. And so like that stuff is just like really hard. And like, I remember that, you know, that goes through my mind all the time now. And now it's just like, great, I have money, but now I have this fear of what if I mess up, you know? I have the opportunity now to make some success with my life, but now what if it's not there? What if it's messed up? Again, going back to that being trapped in my mind, letting these fears hold me back from what I could possibly move forward into using And, and and it's kind of interesting how hardship works because the hard things in life propel us into growth, right? Right. And so, like, these are these are good things. And, like, it's good that things are hard for us. But fear is an illusion, and it takes us away from so many opportunities and so many good things. I, I don't know. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah, I mean, I... I've had job interviews where I kind of went into it where it's like, yeah, what if I did get this job? Like, man, could I do it? Like, like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. And I didn't have that like mindset of like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm capable. I can do this. I, I, I know what I'm doing and I can ask questions if I don't. Um, but instead I, I kind of went into it with like, oh man, what if I get this job? Like kind of this, kind of the self doubt kind of a thing, kind of like a fear of like, like this nervousness, this fear of like, man, what if I get this job? Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, and I can't handle it. And it, I think it, it did kind of affect my performance in that interview. And I don't really know because I don't, I'm not on that side of the table, but, um, yeah, I, I think there is some merit to being able to like, you know what, I, I can do this. I'm qualified. I know what I'm doing. Um, and and if I don't know, I can figure it out. Right. Um, and so that that's definitely a, like a, 
an example of how fear can um, make you not uh, realize your potential. Sure. Is, so kind of like so. how we were saying how thoughts make a thoughts make a really good um, thoughts are a really good servant, but they're a terrible master. Right. You know. So like you taking control of the thoughts and being just like you know what? No, I've had enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm being my own biggest bully right now, and I'm telling myself that I can't do things, but I really can. Okay, like I don't need to put myself in this little box. And you know what? Sometimes you are going to lose. Like sometimes you right. are. Sometimes failure is going to happen. You're going to you're going to occur so much failure in your life. But that's all a successful person is just someone who just kept on going that failed over and over again, just never gave up. You right. know? That's what a successful person is. And so like I think that that's the first step to breaking out of this bond of mental slavery to acknowledge the fear that is there that comes with anxiety, depression, and acknowledge the fear that is there because anxiety and depression are heavy, man. Like they wear us down. They can, they can, they can absolutely bludgeon you if you let it win, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you can get trapped so easily, but when you start can when you can start shifting your focus from okay, you know what, my thoughts are my slaves; they're not my master. I'm the master of my thoughts. That is when you start taking control back. That is when you can start being just like, okay, you know what, like I'm not going to give in to my own brain this time. I'm not going to give in to my own head this time. I'm going to be the one who can make the difference or whatever. Now, it's also important to realize and acknowledge the fact that that is step one, but there's so many resources in the world. Mm -hmm. Go to a therapist. Go get the help that you need. Go to a trusted friend. Right. Or whatever. Go to ecclesiastical leaders if you need to. You know, go and get the help that you need. There's so many resources out there. But I think a big first step is realizing that you are the master of your thoughts. Your thoughts aren't the master of you. You can take control of your life, you know. And like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, sound like a, <laughs> I sound like a public speaker at like a, at like a, I don't know, some work event or something. But, I, I mean, it's it's like it's true, true, though. though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. You know, and the thing is, like, and the only – ask me how I know. Ask me how I know. The reason why <laughs> I know is because I've dealt with it my whole life of thinking this way. And I'm not saying anything out of the ordinary of what my sisters and my mom and my dad have told me, you know. I, I just – for some reason, I came up with the crazy idea of sharing it on a podcast – but like this is what this is what we've all been thinking and mm-hmm. stuff so you know like become the master of your thoughts don't let your thoughts be the master of you overcome your fears first thing though is acknowledge your fears right sometimes we take our fears and we like to pack them away i know i do yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so many things uh, that i'm thinking about that. that i'm just like you know what no, I'm not dealing with you today. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to just put you on the bookshelf and I'm just going to kind of forget that you're there <laughs> and stuff. So, and I'm just going to like move on with my life without you. But you know what? Those fears are always the ones that come back or whatever. Yeah, but 
but I mean like at the end of the day those fears that come back they're all just an illusion God created humans that could overcome those fears mm-hmm. God created ways to have joy and to have happiness so like it's just a matter of us taking control you know yeah of our own minds and our own thoughts and like that's so hard to do right like we are our own biggest bullies like no one bullies us as hard as we bully ourselves right well i mean just look in the bible like i i i'm not a scriptorian i i don't i'm not like well versed at all but moses who's one of the greatest heroes in the bible um obviously the the big the first one is is christ himself but but moses he he's in the palace he's a prince of egypt and what does he do i'm i mean i feel like if i was a prince of egypt and i i realized that you know some things that i like and that i'm i was actually he he realized that he was actually hebrew and it would have been so easy for him to just be like eh that's not me I'm just gonna keep being a prince, and and that's the end of the story right there. Sure, <laughs> He's a great, great prince. But yeah. instead, I'd have been so. You have to take that leap of faith a little bit. So he he had to be like, he had to acknowledge that yeah maybe. I I don't know if he was afraid, but I'm sure there was some fear that like if I go down this path, if I acknowledge that I am who I am what's going to happen am i going to lose my mm. status in the kingdom right but he didn't let that drive him to to he not acknowledge the, who he, he was he was the master of his thoughts right and he, and he was able to find out the truth of of who he was and become a a leader of his own people mm-hmm. so i i i think that's a good example of someone who who was pre- I I I I don't know I don't there might be some scriptural like uh, references to to back that up but I think maybe he did feel a little fear like if I travel down this path if I try and figure out who I really am mm-hmm. I might lose my place in the kingdom but he pushed past that and we know the rest of the story so I think that's a great example of. Of, of pushing past fear sure yeah no dude I like it the the bible and the book of mormon are just so full of things and that's something that I also really love is that like when it comes to mental slavery or whatever and not or whatever that's <laughs> I say I'm weird I say and everything and stuff or whatever as kind of like my um or what? Oh, like, yeah. like I, I like if like in place of um, I don't really know what to say. Um, I'll say like or whatever or whatever. And it's just <laughs> like, man, it makes me sound so weird sometimes. But y- you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, and these battles that we have. Here's the thing, is that like. If you're listening to us and you're just like, man, like that was a really good example about Moses, but I don't necessarily believe in deity or whatever. Like I get that, but 
the thing is, is that believe in something, you know. You're, I, I, I'm hard pressed to believe that things were just made on accident, you know. There's, there is more out there. Whether whether you believe it or not, there is more out there, and these things need to be faced with divine help. Bring in God, get spiritual with yourself, bring in a relationship with your Father in heaven, and have Him be a part of you. You know, and and kick out the devil. Like, who needs the adversary? Like, like get him out of your life or whatever. And the thing is, like, again, ask me how I know, because. Sometimes I play ball with the, the adversary sometimes because we all fall a little short, you know. We're all just human and everything like that. But let's get them out of our lives, you know. Let's kick them out. And let's be like, you know what? No more of this because we're focused. <laughs> we're we're yes. focused here at the Everything Project, and that's what we're doing. And so I, I think that it's a – I think that mental slavery is a huge trap. I think that we're all affected by it and it's so important to overcome it you know life is already hard you know like right what do you (laughs) waking up every day and going to work just to make a living that can be hard and kind of kind of kind of crappy (laughs) you know like have to wake up, go to a nine to five every day to make my money and stuff, so I can get home and everything. Go to bed, sleep for hopefully eight hours, wake <laughs> yeah. up again, do it all over again, come back home, and then work for the weekend and rejoice on the weekend. And then, and then even there, there's still jobs that are just like I need to work this Saturday, especially if you're a farmer because like livestock crops don't take a day off like you have to be there and stuff and right sometimes that can get overbearing and overwhelming and, and every and everything <laughs> there there are my words again um <laughs> and so like life is hard because i mean is there really a way out of like we still need farmers we still need those jobs we still need those nine to fives and right. so like if and so if like that's your life embrace it and if it's hard well you know don't make it harder try try your hardest to overcome that mental slavery to overcome the fears and find yourself a greasy pan <laughs> that you were using to make fried chicken clean it and make it look shiny and look at it and be just like you know what I did that and I feel good about it, and I'm happy about it. You know, I, I think that's where it all starts. Starting out small, but then going big, because nothing is worse than being sad and still having to go to work. Because all you want to do is be sad or whatever, but you still got to go to work. <laughs> you know. Right. So let's try to overcome it. You know. And. Don't be part like okay. New subject. Have you noticed that in the like we talked about this already, but we talked about how it seems that in this world that everyone is kind of kind of comparing their lives a little bit, a little too much. Or kinda well, yeah. like we're we're getting a little too far into the 
the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence or something. We're looking at it a little too hard. And like, haven't you noticed that? Like, there's so much of like, I'm oppressed because of XYZ. I'm oppressed because of that. I just think that it's time that we stop playing that game. Like, we really need to stop playing the game of who has a harder life. Yeah. Because here at the Everything Project, we're all about positivity and affecting our lives in every way in a positive way. And that does nothing but make everyone mad at each other. We're all just like, no, my life is harder than yours. No, my life is harder than yours. And and we're all just like screaming at each other to try to convince each other that our lives are harder. Let's stop playing that game, you know? Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for like, don't wait for the perfect hand before you play your game. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, ev- I think everyone can agree that like there are difficult things in everyone's life. And, and, <clears throat> and there are advantages and disadvantages that we all go through. Um, but, but some of the greatest people were dealt a bad hand mm-hmm. and still made a, a wonderful contribution mm-hmm. and, and led a wonderful life. And, sure. and it's, it's an, it's a, just an example of how, you know, whatever you have, make the best of it and, and move forward. Yeah. So I'm all about it, dude. Like, let's stop playing. Let's stop playing the loser game of where we <laughs> all are just kind of like, I have a hard life. You have a hard life or whatever. And let's start. Let's stop playing that game. And let's let's start focusing on the good and the good sides of life and the good and positive things that this life has to offer. Because there's so much good in this world. But we all seem to be in this phase right now where we all just want to talk about the bad side of things. But there's so much good out there and there's so much good that can be talked about. Um, so, you know, I hope that there was anything that was said at all that could resonate with anyone. I hope that, you know, if anyone listens anything that we said may be of value at all like we're just two guys just like talking our stuff and just like throwing ourselves out there you know and just kind of seeing if we can swim in the deep end you know <laughs> yeah and, and the thing is like like i said i'm not saying anything new than what i hear from my sisters and my mom or my dad and like i'm just putting it out there on a podcast or whatever you know um so but anyways, uh, thanks for listening, you know, because mm-hmm. that, that's, that's great. And I want to I wanna just give a recap of mental slavery is so hard to overcome. Again, ask us how we know because we're there with you guys all the time, every single day, just thinking to ourselves, what if we can't do it? What if we're not good enough? Uh, and then also with depression and anxiety, I know for a fact that Aaron and I both have it and it's hard and it's real and it can make you be in your head so much and it can get so hard, but we can overcome it and it all starts with overcoming fear 
It all starts with little actions like picking up a greasy pan. <laughs> and, you know, and I just want to... I, I just think that that's so important for us to know. And also, I want to end it by talking about what we talked about, uh, what how I ended it kind of last time, about get off your phone, get off of your computer, and go out, talk to your neighbors. Let's show everyone that we can talk to each other still, and that we all love each other, and that we all are there for each other. That community is good. Because here's the thing about society is that if you let society get to you too much, society will teach you how to hate yourself faster than anything else. And the way how that's done is society uses social media to teach you how to hate yourself. So I'm working on it. I'm addicted to my phone. I'm addicted to uh, to social media. So I'm working on it. I'm trying to get off of, well, I'm not trying to like, shun it or like avoid it or anything because there's there's good to it i'm just trying to focus more on the positive side of it and then i'm trying to go out and talk to my neighbors more try to be a more help uh more friendly person trying to find jessica so that i can give her some brownie ice cream that's right that's right <laughs> we're still looking for you jessica <laughs> anyways uh i think it was good i'm excited for our next show don't ask me when it's going to be because i'm finding out that between aaron and my job and wanting to pull out an episode and thinking about what we're going to say is actually becoming quite harder than what i anticipated in the first place but we are excited and again here at the everything project we are focused be positive life is good life is not terrible and dreadful life is good there are praiseworthy things there are happy things and this is how we're going to fight back this is what we're going to do this is the game plan negativity is done that stuff is done throw it out the window we're done with it all right we're thinking about miracles we're thinking about happiness we're thinking about our savior we're thinking about the good things and positive things of life anyways that's my piece anything you got aaron no i think that that sums it up pretty well i did have something to say about the um when we were talking about our relationship with with god and go and for it just something little uh that if you if you're open if you're if you're wanting a relationship with god if you if you're looking for a small thing, a tool that you can use to even overcome men- mental slavery and, and all this negativity, I think prayer is a great great uh, tool to, to use. It All you have to do is just just pour your heart out, and and I believe that God is there and that he's listening. Um, and even if you, you don't necessarily believe in God, I encourage you to try it because um, it's worked for me. Um, and Absolutely. Uh, it's it's just a great tool to have in your in your toolkit. So that's oh, yeah. something that I'm I uh, thinking about. I just got back from a meeting at uh, at church. I just had a meeting with one of our uh, leaders and stuff, and I was just talking with him, and uh, he he pointed out to me. He's like, Matt, do you pray and stuff? And I was like, Well, sure, yeah, I pray, and everything is just like so so you pray and I was like well I know how to yell when I <laughs> when I really 
am hurting and I'm trying to get God's attention to help me out with something. And he's just like, okay, cool. <laughs> and, it's, and, and like, that's what it is. But like, it, yeah, it's such a powerful thing and it's such a good thing for us. And like, yeah, develop a relationship with your savior, you know, get personal with him, get deep. He wants to hear it. He wants to bond with you. He wants to, he wants to, he wants to be there for the hard times. He's not looking to persecute anyone or get anyone upset or anything. He doesn't want you to hate yourself. That's for certain. <laughs> he doesn't want you to feel shameful or anything. If you're if you're trapped in mental slavery, there's nothing that's going to help you more than praying to your Savior. He, he loves you, and he wants the best for you. So, anyways, that's good. I'm glad about it. So, hope you guys just do good, you know, be happy. Don't want to keep beating a dead horse, and that's what I'm going to do if I keep talking. So I'm going to end it here. Peace out. See you guys.